0: Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we will be talking about. Anticipation. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher.
1: I'm Kitty. <laughs> and I'm
2: Chris, and I really wish I would have wrote all
0: that in the script. <laughs> well, you put a bunch of ellipses, but I thought like I did, <laughs> it was going to collapse it all down if it just tur- was silent.
2: I'm actually crying. Can you read your part?
1: <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm really prepared and professional this week. <clears throat> this week, we're going to look at why we anticipate things, why that's probably good, and then a few games we anticipate playing. These aren't necessarily games that have yet to be released, but games we haven't played yet but really want to. Or maybe games we want to play with specific people, but we'll get to all that. You just need to be patient.
2: First, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and The Gift of Games and Grace Like Huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Uh, that was That was... I, I, I have tears in my eyes. Thank you. Patrick.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, people have like compressed silences, and I know that uh, your editing software kind of compress silences. So it's like,
2: "Oh, I am going to make sure that nothing is compressed there." So every every pause, yeah, that's, but
0: that's, that's sometimes yeah, people's that's... podcast, uh, you know, players will compress. Silence. Oh yeah, they'll strip it right. out. So I wanted, yeah, I didn't want to then... leave silence because it'd be stripped out. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. I love it. Um, All right. If you're anticipating the end of our podcast, that is just a few episodes away. And that's a terrible thing to anticipate. How dare you? But if you anticipate the post podcast community, um, join our discord links in the show notes. We are also going to be starting a BGA tournament. We will be finalizing the game this week. (laughs) It will start next week. Um, and then are
1: you are just like inventing new words for <laughs> an amount of time undefined as of yet.
2: Yes. Words and anticipation. I'm just Stop trying to saying that word. Everything. <laughs> um, so yes, keep an eye on the discord. We will be announcing it there and then we will give you a, a basically 24 hours. Next week's episode. We'll tell you what it is and you have 24 hours to join. Um, but it, the link will probably go live before then. So if you're on the discord, you'll see the link go live sooner. Um, Thanks to everyone who's been participating in the we need to have a tournament chat to prompt me to say we need to have a tournament. And now that I've said it, it will happen. So says me. Um, Kitty, how are things?
1: The same. (laughs) (laughs) My life is an endless cycle of three hour feeds interrupted by one six hour stretch of sleep.
2: You get six whole hours, though
1: it's not really six hours because it's six hours from the start of the feed so it's like i don't know usually four hours for me maybe that's not okay know. and eventually no. you'll be able to i'm make not up. okay my face <laughs> is uncontrollably twitching you can enjoy it if you join us live on discord
2: <laughs> nothing to see here ignore the eye ignore the I'm eye i'm fine now, I've, so we had a conversation before we started recording that Discord windows are really little and either windows are little or big. So now I have zoomed into Kitty so I can just stare directly no. at her twitching <laughs> left eye. Um, it's good. I'm just saying. Um, Fletcher, did you get any sleep?
0: I got plenty of sleep. <laughs> good.
1: Oh, I forgot. I have a story. I do have a story. I've got some good banter okay. because right. um, the the bottle brand that we use is the Dr. Brown bottles. Doc but like Brown Spencer's brain cannot They're Doc Brown He keeps calling them Doc Brown bottles Marty was one of the Doc Brown ones And every time Marty we gotta feed the babies
0: <laughs> like, 1.21 fluid ounces
1: Killing me <laughs> <laughs> And like Every time it happens We have this exact same conversation <laughs> And it always makes me think of your dogs So yeah so that's what we've been up to this week. That that was the highlight of our week is making a lot of <laughs> back to the future box. We have to go jokes. back
2: to, to the grocery store. Deprived. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is funny.
1: Uh Fletcher's level of enjoyment means that it's not just sleep deprivation. It is funny.
0: <laughs> As I'm staring like oh, behind funny. my computer screen, I have like two back to the future posters. <laughs>
2: Fletcher, do you have the Lego Back to the Future? I have both
1: of car.
0: The,
2: oh, you have the latest one. Yeah. Fletcher walks away from the camera. Oh, he's gone. You can't he's hear gone. him. He's walking he's towards back. the camera,
0: and there's he, the little he has one. A Lego there's DeLorean. the little DeLorean. Delorean. That's the tiny yep, one. The one that came out in 2014, yep. something like that. And then, and now you have
2: the big, the big Delorean. The new one actually has. Um, Wheels that fold up and it can fly. Yeah, you have it in the same configuration I do with the Back to the Future two configuration. Yeah, that's my
0: favorite configuration. Yep, Like, Mr. Fusion. It Mr. is Fusion. the
1: worst movie, but the more fun car.
2: I, I mean, I love them all. Yeah, I do think the third movie is the one that grew on me the most. Um, because it just there's something <laughs> so hokey about like the old West Back to the Future one, but the second movie was so. I, fun. Th-
1: I like half of the second movie. I do not enjoy the dark 1985 parts. That part is When boring. they switch out
0: Jennifer? Um, it only lasted for like
1: five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But all of the... well, No, there's the whole like... We have to go to Biff's evil casino hotel. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. That part's all really annoying. But I do like it when they go back to like the first... The second half of the first movie and you get to like watch yeah. him... Crawl around behind the scenes of the first movie. That's yeah. that yeah. is very. You get good. to like
0: watch him like interact um, with not himself but like help himself out almost. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Moral of the story is if you're young and you haven't watched the Back to the For- Future trilogy, um a you've been neglected as a child. B you can fix this. Netflix it. I think
0: it's probably on Netflix.
1: I don't think just it's buy on it.
2: Netflix. Watch it.
0: Watch You'll it. Probably anywhere.
1: have to buy it on. Back Amazon. when I had.
0: Yeah. When cable was a uh, thing, it would just play on like TBS constantly. All the <laughs> time. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's true. Just turn on daytime television <laughs> and be playing one of the three.
2: TNT.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be back to the
2: future or Rudy. The amount of times I've watched Rudy on <laughs> TV. Yep. Um get it for the dollar benefit and local. Not my library.
1: favorite.
2: I like Rudy. Rudy is good. All right, we gotta stop talking about movies. That's a different podcast. And we are really, really pushing this <laughs> anticipation theme a little bit. Um i think actually no we're we're barely into this but that's okay fletcher you have no good stories right
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) chris is just sick of us yeah you don't have anything to share right okay okay, let's move on i'm anticipating
2: this all being over with
0: (laughs) no we can move on it's okay um (laughs) (laughs) unless we want to talk about (laughs) back to the future some more
2: no maybe that'll be there's one episode title i don't know what it is yet so maybe it's back to the future um yeah. No, my nieces came up this weekend. We went to Six Flags. We had a good time. That was my, that's my story. Um, this is not an episode about Gen Con. I am not going to tell you what games you should anticipate at Gen Con or at Essen or at anything. Cause so far, and I haven't looked a lot, but there is nothing at Gen Con that I'm anticipating. And I think a lot of game anticipation has kind of been for me anyway, has kind of been replaced with Kickstarter where I'm just like, it's FOMO's replacing anticipation I think, where I just buy it and then once I own it even though I don't have it, I don't anticipate it anymore I don't know, I'm a broken individual, we've we've discussed this um, but I wanted to define the word anticipation because I wasn't really sure what it meant, and I don't think the internet knows either, uh, there was one definition that said, anticipation is the act of anticipating something, and I'm like that is not a good definition <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you shouldn't use another version of the word to define yourself, internet. Um, so, yeah. The symptoms. Okay, so symptoms of anticipation. One, a prior action that takes into account or forestalls a later action. Hired more security guards in anticipation of a large crowd. Okay, okay. Um, or the act of looking forward, especially of a pleasurable expectation. Looked forward with anticipation to their arrival. Cool. Definition two, the use of money before it is available. Now, I did not know this was a definition of what? anticipation. Um, but apparently the internet, this is, this is from marionwebster.com. Um, apparently that's one that basically going into debt is a definition of anticipation. And then I mean, I finally visualization. <laughs> yeah. Visualization of future events or state an object or form that anticipates a later type. And then four is the early sounding of one or more tones of succeeding chords to form a temporary dissidence. I did not know that was anticipation either. So I have not learned anything. I'm more confused about the word than ever, but we're going to use the word as in, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that maybe that'll be the title.
0: I, don't I think know. that makes sense.
2: Any, any comments on anticipation?
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel...
1: I'm trying to figure out where I can watch Back to the Future online. It's funny because I'm
0: looking at... So, you know, obviously the root is like anticipate, right? But anticipate and mm-hmm. and anticipation are kind of different. So you can anticipate something, oh. right? Like the, dic- the dictionary defines anticipate as like expect or predict or like regard as probable. But when you say anticipation, it kind of has positive connotation to it right you're like waiting with anticipation like you can't like you really want something to happen a good outcome whereas if you say dread you know that's like a bad outcome
2: so anticipation and dread are like the opposite but the intent but the the idea is the same something that is going to happen you dread this thing happening is a bad right. thing you anticipate this thing happening is a good right
0: thing. i mean all right I don't think that's an official definition, but that's kind of how we use it, at least in American English.
2: I like it. John asks, what about anticipation killing you? And I think that that is, I'm just so excited I'm going right. to die. I think that was like. It's um, still a positive thing. The minions. But I mean, obviously. It's so fluffy. I'm, I could yeah. die. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. I like that. Okay. Well, what we're talking about is hopefully anticipation and not dread. Um, although there may be some mixed dread with some of these things, but, um, yeah. So I told you guys ahead of time that we we're going to do anticipation. I also said, you don't need to make a list, but these are the types of things I was thinking about. Um, Kitty's already added things to the show notes, but I'm going to, um, read to our audience. I actually what I-
1: went to add things to the show notes before you had put together the show notes and I had to write them down somewhere else to copy and paste <laughs> them because I wasn't going to edit the show notes uh, heavily.
2: That's fair. That's fair. So I said, let's see, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, things that we haven't played but want to play, things that we want to play with the kids, things we haven't played in a long time but want to get back to, um, etc. And then I said we can also pad the discussion with a definition of anticipation. So we've already done that. Check. Um, this is this is how our our show notes go. I send a blue text bubble. <laughs> Fletcher gives me a thumbs up. Kitty gives me two words. and Ambiguous words. That's how we
0: know things are happening. <laughs> Two ambiguous words. Was, I don't we, think
1: I'm good. Is that? Imbi- that,
0: that it depends ambiguous. on how it's read. It could be like, I'm good.
2: Yeah. The question was, all good to record tonight? Question mark. And she's like, I'm good. Now, it could be, I'm good. I'm not going to record. Or, I'm good to record. Or, I'm good. Um, what did you talk? What were you asking? So there's a lot of ways you can read that. But um, <laughs> what well, you can't read is her correctly? expression to me right now.
1: <laughs> you Correctly interpreted it.
2: Yes. In here I, I made I made an assumption Present. and anticipated your arrival. How's that for full service? I, <laughs> 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 I love it so much. Um, uh. All right, so we're going to talk about things that we anticipate. We are we are. There's a lot of things that I think people do in anticipation of things. Um, things that we do. <sighs> collections, right? Why do people collect things? We've talked about this before. Um FOMO, we've talked about that before. Why do people do this? I, mean, I think all of it comes down to at some point, you feel that what you're doing is going to be have a positive payback. And that all comes down to anticipation, right? Whether it's active, like I'm really looking forward to completing my Marvel United collection, once I get the stupid promo that's going to be at Comic-Con that it's going to cost $100 to get, which I'm not paying for, probably, um, that's more of a dread than anticipation, but I still want it, but I'm looking forward to it, um, versus like looking forward to the next campaign that we're going to run, I'm going to run, and that you guys are going to play in, and that you're going to anticipate it too, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. There we go. I tell you, these head nods. You guys are just terrible at this podcast.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I don't know Kitty. if you're pausing Sorry. for. Uh...
1: <laughs> I I don't know what you're. You just start talking and then it's like you're waiting for us to interrupt you. But I am just trying to let you talk. I don't know.
0: I,
2: I, I in another I world right now. Participation. <laughs> uh, I am really just drinking coffee. Now, I am drinking coffee at 930 at night, but. That is that is where my uh, current loopy is coming from. All right, Kitty. Let's just start with this, Kitty. What is one thing that you are anticipating? sleep. Up? And uh, in, game,
1: in the game in boys? the gaming world,
2: in the gaming world, yes.
1: Okay. Um. So. Sleep, <laughs> <laughs> sleep is the actual answer. Chris. It's called the quiet game. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the first one I have on my list is Verdant. This is a game I kickstarted and it came. I think I took the shrink wrap off of it, but I haven't opened the box. It is from the same creators of Calico and Cascadia. Um, but this one's a slightly different game. I don't even remember that much about it, but I'm really excited to play it at some point when I have the brain power to learn a rule set because I love both Calico and Cascadia. They're really fun games, and I'm excited to see... What the, and it's plants. It's plants <laughs> from the people who did Calico and Cascadia, and I love plants, so yeah.
2: Christopher says you're letting the new game smell leak out. <laughs> <laughs> I did that the other day. Really? I, I picked up... So the Pathfinder rulebook that I sent you guys, I... I think it was in Shrink. No, pretty sure it was in Shrink. Mine, wrap. Was, Mine not. was not. Maybe, maybe not. All I know is when I opened it up and I like started flipping through the pages, it was at that new book smell that was like coming up, and I'm just like, "Ooh, this is why PDFs will never fully replace books because the new book smell. You just you got to have it.
1: I prefer that old book smell personally, and I'm the, letting my little game bit get of that must-y. game smell. <laughs> yeah. It's it's soaking up my old house to give it that, that good, good, good. This might give you some sort of allergy attack smell.
2: All right. I like that. I like that. Um, Fletcher, do you have games that you're anticipating playing? Yes.
0: Marvel United when it shows up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're anticipating getting your first Kickstarter. Yes. And opening it up and just seeing like, how many? Where well, am I going to put this? You didn't go all in though, right?
0: No, of course not. You
2: just got the base pledge and a couple extra...
0: I just got the base pledge, which comes with a bunch of stuff.
2: Right. All right. So you're going to get two big boxes, and I think there's an extra little box that may come with that, too. Um, Yeah. No, that's a good thing to anticipate. It's always fun to just be like, all right, here's a bunch of plastic, and I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. So that's coming.
2: I am sort of looking forward to having all my Marvel United painted, but um, I understand that that is on me right now and that video games have completely stalled my painting ability. I have the Sentinels literally half painted sitting on my painting table in front of the couch that's been there for probably five months. Like I just need to take a couple hours and finish them. And then at least they're done. Um, but I, maybe I will. Uh, oh yeah. We're going to talk Diablo post credits. Kitty will be riveted. <laughs> um, my, I honestly, so I have a bunch of games on here that I want to play with the kids. Marvel United is, is certainly on there, but the one that I think I am most excited to play with the kids, and I may actually do this sooner than later with Zachary, is a game called Necromolds. And this was a game that um, Terrence actually discovered at oh maybe five years ago. And he's like, hey, you got to come look at this game. And I looked at him like, oh, this is really cool. I'm definitely backing it. And then there was a second Kickstarter that hasn't fulfilled yet, but it's in the midst of, it's getting close. Um, Necromolds is a tabletop miniatures game where the miniatures are made out of Play-Doh. And not official Play-Doh; it's molding putty or whatever they call it. But um, basically, Play-Doh. So you have a certain amount of Play-Doh that you start with, and you can make um, your characters. I there's think like you talked books, about this like before. these classic books, right? It, yeah, I have, and it's, it's like it's ounces, and like it. it's cool. like there's this
0: mold thing that you like mold your little mini miniature with. Yep.
2: Yep. And so you put that out there, and then whatever Play-Doh you have left, you take it and you can mold other things and put that on there, um, and it, there's multiple sets of rules i think there's actually three different rule sets like you know beginner medium and wargamer and they also have rings and the rings have different um like there's like, spiders and skulls and stuff so when you kill one of your opponent's things you take your ring and you press it in and like now there's like a spider sticking out of this Isn't that pile like an Play-Doh old based on an older destroyed.
0: board game called like splat or something um you know i don't
2: know but it's possibly ripped it off but it's a pretty no, i'm looking at splat board i
1: game. mean like splat was like like a yeah
0: but i mean it had like the same kind yeah, of no, idea is, <laughs> where you'd mold these bugs yeah the
1: concept is, yeah. i think it's
2: similar like you're making like these little play-doh molds 100 um, percent
1: same concept but this is like taking it to the next level giving mean, actual rules other than just like your right. opponents' right the game was just yeah,
2: playing s- with play Splat looks like it's almost like a candy land spinner uh, candy Candyland with cards because right. it looks like.
0: But the way that you described like, it, good I job was pulling like, "Pulling that
2: out of thin air."
0: Wait a minute! Like you mold these things, and then you have like the splat thing, and then you splat the bug. Well, well, you have these
2: little um, they're like books. They're like you know, they're you know, magic books or whatever that you make them up from. And but then each of the books has stats that go with them, like like a stat card that goes with them. Um, but it's it's just really cool, and I think that like they both love Play-Doh, and I honestly think. I might introduce the kids to it sooner than later. Um, Becca's still a little too small to want to like follow the rules, but Zachary, he he's pretty good. He's a rule follower. Um, he recently essentially beat Super Mario 3D by himself. I think I helped him with maybe a dozen worlds, but he essentially beat the whole thing and now he's playing Mar- uh, Mario Odyssey. And like he just he just loves these games and loves um like any rule set, the Haba game with the, um, oh, the racing one that I always forget the name of. I don't uh, know. I don't know. But he still plays that one. Um, Kitty knows, but she's not thinking I about it. I can see
1: it. I It's like I mon, see. Montoya,
2: mon, something nothing. an app. You're born? Monza. Um, oh. Monza. Thank you. Uh, you know, so he loves that. He'll still bring that out. And, like, he and he'll make Becca play it with him. Um, basically, he rolls the dice for Becca and says, you can move here. So I think I might introduce this Necromos thing sooner than later. My only problem is I dread if any of these things break because I'm like it's pretty well made. It's like toy quality made, but at the same time, if you give a toy to a child, that child will break it. And I don't want to be the. This is a game for, for that you guys can play, but also you have to treat it like don't know. It depends on how. I don't know. know.
0: How... Joy, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I was a pretty careful kid. I didn't really break stuff growing up so yeah at four though yeah i didn't really break stuff
1: you were i wasn't only
0: child oh that's true but i was always like very careful well we're gonna try we're gonna try i don't don't know if that's like taught really because i don't think so otherwise there would be a lot more careful kids i think it's just something that i don't know some people
1: are like that
2: yeah well, I will say once we, when we actually play this, there will be at, so at least pictures on Discord, but I'll try to make a video here and there too for, cause there's dice involved and there's a lot of like easy mechanics for kids to learn. And then they can kind of grow from there because I also have on my list that I anticipate playing battle tech with my kids at some point um, because giant robots stomping around, shooting at each other, like what's not to love there. So that's further down the road. All right, Kitty, another game that you are looking forward to.
1: Um, another Kickstarter that I have received that has been sitting in my home. This one is definitely still in shrink wrap. Have not gotten to it. Is Adele. Um, and it's A period D period E period L period E period. Like an acronym? That's <laughs> how it is spelled. It yes, is an so this is a um, space horror game. It is a one versus many game where you, the the many are playing the crew of a spaceship, and the one character is the um, onboard computer who has become self-aware, and <laughs> Adele is the name of the computer, and it's an acronym that I don't know what it stands for, but it's, it's the spaceship AI who is, I believe, trying to kill everyone, so...
2: Um, let's see. I see. We'll, I would so it's not, it's not Hal, it's
0: Adele.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Ad- Adele. Um, yeah, it does not say in the...
1: It doesn't say in the description. In the I'll have description. to open my game and read. If it was upstairs, I would do it right now, but I'd have to go down two flights of stairs, and that's way further than Fletcher went to go get his Deloreans. That's
0: yeah, they were right behind me. He just walked. Forward.
2: You can still see um, them. I seem to remember. Th- I remember things about this. Um, yeah, and- this was
1: when I backed a long time ago. I've had it for a while. We were still doing Dice Tower news, I think. When this was on Kickstarter.
2: Hmm. Yeah. The one review, a brief review, starts out with Adele is an excellent one versus all or at two, a vicious one v one game. All right. There we go. Vicious games. I like it. Fletcher, you have another one?
0: Um I mean I'm anticipating playing Savage Worlds once There you once go. That happens. That's that's what you need to yeah. do. <laughs> I've watched the videos and
2: I, I am really excited about this. Um, I will be honest with you. I've, I'm, I don't know. I'm not like over D and D, but I am really looking forward to trying something different. Um, I think honestly, one of my biggest things that I literally wrote this in the, the, the show notes is just taking a little bit of a break and re energizing about being excited about playing sure. games. Um, and starting up a new campaign of a different game. It Feels like it might do it's, that. It's more interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's more interesting to me than just doing something we've already done before, right? Um, and that's I don't know. Just it's it's helping with the anticipation. Are you thinking of,
0: that we're going to use some kind of it? online tool or?
2: Theater um, online? Yeah, we're just going to use Foundry oh, okay, again. Foundry, okay. Yep, because Foundry has um,
0: tools for everything. It,
2: uh, I actually already yeah, I already got it. So you, it's it's actually a. Um, I don't know if the price is reasonable, but there's a price for. It's it's a supported by Pinnacle Foundry um, plugin that downloads all of the Pathfinder rules, like the Savage Pathfinder rules. So it's all there. You can build your characters there. You can like all the equipment, everything is all right there. Um, So it's like, all right, if you went through the work to do all this and we already know Foundry and like why not use the system that's there if we can play it. So I'm, yeah, I'm super looking forward to that as well. I'm also, sadly, a couple of the games that are on my list here are games that I've played and that I talk about all the time, but I still don't get to play. And one of them is Arkham Horror the Card Game. I love this game. I have not played it in well over a year. And I'm like, I want to play this. Uh, When we go, so... Sydney and I are going to Cancun for our anniversary this year. We're bringing the kids and another um, gaming couple. And I am bringing Arkham Horror with me because we're going to be playing Arkham Horror there. Uh, Probably not a campaign. We'll probably play some standalones. But still, it's going to happen. Um, And I'm working on reorganizing the entire... Not the entire set, but kind of the entire set. Because they've re-released all the campaigns in larger boxes. And it just, like okay, with that size box, I can organize things nice and clean. And I just, I don't know. I'm, uh, I've been spending way more time organizing Arkham Horror, which I like doing, than playing it. And the other one is Too Many Bones, which I did get a chance to play uh, last week, I think. But I set it up on the table and it literally took me two weeks to actually, after I set it up, to actually play it. And then once I started playing, I'm like, oh yeah, this game's not hard to play. Um I need to just play this more often because it's fun. And I had Zachary come down and we talked, I think we talked about it, like the fact that it's a waterproof game and, um, or maybe that was just on discord. I don't know, but I, he had a lot of fun. He was rolling dice and we were stacking poker chips. It was just, uh, it was a good time. <laughs> Christopher says, be careful with the number of cards you bring. The TSA doesn't like thick packs of cards. Every single time I brought cards through um, the carry on like checkpoints, I get stopped every really? single time. And then they open, yeah. Then they open it up, and they like what? Because it just looks like a dense. Break.
0: Oh right, yeah. Like,
2: yeah. It just shows up as it's like just a bunch of paper. Black so it's, black. The-
0: it's a black square, and they're like, "This is yep. bad."
2: <laughs> yeah, so there could be like a container, <laughs> a lead container with anything inside of it. So you get every single time if you have like um, you know a bunch of keyforge decks or whatever, you will get stopped for um, going through security. But yeah, I'm going to bring a couple decks a couple character decks and a couple standalone um, scenarios. So hopefully it'll be to a minimum on that. Um, and then, yeah, too many bones is, it's going to be so much fun. Like to teach the kids how to play that. Cause it's really just a lot of dice that you get to roll and have fun with um, the complexities in the characters, but there's a number of characters that are pretty straightforward. And I'm like, okay, we're going to teach you this one. And then once you learn that learning, the other ones are easy as well. All right, Kitty, what's your next one?
1: My next one. Let's see what should we go with here? I have an actual list. Uh, let's go with Betrayal Legacy. We started playing Betrayal Legacy um, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was not five years ago. No, because we picked it up at Game Hole Con in 2019, I want to say. So it's only been like, you know, four years.
2: On November 2017, a legacy version of the game, Betrayal Legacy, was announced. Uh, Q4 of 2018, it was released. So. It would have been early 2019 or late 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we picked this up. I I remember you getting it at game hole con and meaning like you were playing that with me and we did. We played it for a while. We were going back and forth and then um, a pandemic happened and we stopped and we never picked back up again. Yeah. I've just been sitting here in my it's at my house. And oh, we've gotten together a bunch since then. It's just not a priority when we get together, and it's hard to play with the kids because there's a million pieces.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure if I anticipate this game. Like, I definitely you have. <laughs> I, I, I was
1: kept losing.
2: Oh yeah, no, I was, it was dead making
1: last. You salty <laughs>
2: every single thing, but that that really wasn't it. It's still just um, I don't know what it was. I think I might anticipate like something like Pandemic Legacy Season Zero. Way more if we were going to do campaign games. I actually don't have. I guess Arkham Horror is kind of a campaign game, but I'm not anticipating anticipating playing any campaign games.
1: I feel like we just got to a part in the story of this game where I was like, "Oh, like we're like starting the end." Like before, it was just like we're just building a base, and now it was like, "Oh, like we're getting into like the meat of the story," and that's when we stopped.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. I, can, I could see getting back into it if you wanted to do it. I would do it.
1: That's the problem, is that, like, I'm the one who is anticipating and driving this, which means it's not <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not the driving force of our gaming.
2: <laughs> At some point, it will happen. I am certain of it.
1: Yeah, if they make, like, a version of it for bga which they won't because why would they make a legacy game on bg i guess they did um what was the one that we just did
2: my city i think. And by
1: just did i mean like six months ago <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah my city's a legacy <laughs>
1: yeah
2: and then and it's actually if you have not played my city the bga version of my city is really quite good um
1: it was fun
2: yep and then the crew is sort of like but not really, because you can kind of just jump into no. any mission you want. But yeah, My City, yeah. like, you really, it it remembers, it remembered where we left off. Like, it was a single game that you play throughout yeah. the entire thing. So it, it's almost like each game was around inside of the larger BGA version of My City. I think we had some yeah. um, Discord members that were playing My City for, like, three months before it was, like, was finally I mean, over- we were
1: taking, like almost real-time turns to make it go as quickly as we did and it still took us like a week
2: yeah there were definitely times where we just like you know we weren't talking to each other but we were both taking turns at the
0: same time yeah so
1: for sure
2: all right all right i like that fletcher
0: i'm trying to think of (laughs) another game that i'm anticipating playing but i don't know i think just those two that's
2: the other problem yeah well i mean if you don't If you don't have a lot of games in your collection, which you do not, and you're not like up on the game media, which you are not, like, what, why would you anticipate playing any? I mean,
0: I guess like whatever new game you come out with that, I mean, not you come out with, but you were like, hey, you should play this game with me. Who knows? Maybe that's Battletech, right? But,
2: well, and they, and that's the thing too is like, I'm just anticipating playing more games. Like, you know, that's, that is fair. Uh, Kitty, do you have anything that you specifically want to play with the kids? Like, games that you own that you're like, I can't wait till they're old enough to play these? Not, not really.
1: really. I mean, like, I'm excited to play all of... I have a much smaller collection. So, like, I'm looking forward to playing board games with my kids in the future. But, like, nothing specifically jumps out. It's not like, oh, I can't wait till they get to this age so we can play this together. It's like, I like playing games with them. Like, already, currently at their level. Like, we've got a bunch of kids' board games that we play. Like, you were saying, you've got... um, Monza. Zachary likes to play Monza. We play a lot of... Orchard is easy for um, Player 4 to figure out now. She does that with me a bunch. Uh, She actually likes to play Pengaloo, which Player 3 never really got into, it was like a game I bought before I had kids. I was like, oh, I should just have this at my house. Like when my niece comes over, I can play. And she never was interested in it. But now, finally, I have a kid who will play <laughs> Pengaloo with me. So yeah, we just we played um, a lot of games that I had when I was a kid. We've picked up copies of so things like uh, Pretty Pretty Princess. We have Pretty Pretty Princess now, and it's just fun to play those same games that I played as a kid with my kids. Um, the good ones at least. Yeah, not a big fan of like Candyland or that kind of stuff. But um, Player Three is getting close to being able to figure out Labyrinth. Ooh, he's like, um, he's almost there. And if we play by like the easier version of the rules, um, he can do it. But he doesn't like it as much because it's a little harder. He'd rather play games that are more focused on his age range. But like, we're getting there. So yeah. I'd say that's what I anticipate most is playing my childhood favorites with my kids. And Courtney agrees.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> I agree too. I think like I haven't. I used to love Sorry when I was a kid. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just remember loving that game <laughs> because it's mean. <laughs> maybe and and maybe as a kid, like that's what you want. It's like I want to land on you, so I can send you back to your home or whatever. Or yes, I got to this. We
1: loved. We all gang up on my mom. When we'd play, like, together as kids. It's like, everybody get mom. Yeah, I don't care who wins, but she's going <laughs> to lose. She's going to
2: lose. So I may yeah. have to, like, pick that up. Um, I think we have... Uh, someone gave me trouble. And hopefully it's not a listener, because I literally have no idea. I do not remember where this game came from. I just know that I have it. And-, and I
1: will say that those ones where you have, like, four pieces instead of just one piece, it's not as bad as, like... Your planal like roll and moves because you there is some strategy like which piece am I going to move right and there's usually a consequence of if you interact with someone else's piece what's going to happen usually you send them back but um so so there's a little bit more strategy to them but enough chance that you can't just like beat your kids every single time because like you can just sit there and like not draw the cards that you need to get out of your start zone and they'll just destroy you yeah so.
2: I no. mean, and that's when you're playing with kids, you, you want something with a high luck factor because that equalizes that experience gap. Mm-hmm. And it also teaches them that, hey, sometimes games aren't fair and you're just going to yeah. roll bad. John mentions, yeah. um, crossbows and catapults, which I do anticipate getting. I haven't, it's the Kickstarter. Um, this just looks like a whole lot of fun. Now I also dread it. A lot of my anticipations have a side of dread, especially when it involves the kids. <laughs> Um, because what you're doing in, in crossbows and catapults is you're building up a castle and then you're shooting at that at the other person's castle to try to knock it down. And what that ends up doing at four is look, the goal is to knock down the other person's castle. And then he's like, well, it's a whole lot easier if I just take this, whatever, and smash your castle with it. Um, so there's a learning experience there. But by the time the Kickstarter shows up, I think Zachary was probably in second grade give or take. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I am, that would be a fun one to play. So I'm, I will say I am anticipating. I'm anticipating all of these kind of like graduated high school. I am, um, anticipating playing all of these kind of more tactile games with them to get them going. Now, one thing, so, um, this is, this is eventually going to just turn into a kid's podcast. Maybe that's the missing episode where we just talk about our kids for an hour. And Fletcher's just like, uh, I got a dog. (laughs) Um,
1: <laughs> He's got two dogs now. Excuse me, <laughs>
2: two dogs. <laughs> but um, so I've been reading the ABCs of D and D and the one two threes of D and D to Zachary and Becca. And in ABCs, the uh, no, in one two three, there's ten pages, so it goes one to ten. And then there is like a beastry at the end. So it, like all of the different characters that showed up in the book, it gives you like some details about them. Like this is what a brass dragon is. This is what a gold dragon is. And it's all in rhyme and it's fun. And at the very end, um, it goes, and these are just some of the monsters you can find when you play the D and D game or something like that. And he, he looks at me last or like on Friday and he's like, daddy, I want to play D and D with you. And I said, Okay, let's do this. Uh, Which I did not. (laughs) I said absolutely soon. You can play D anD D with me, Um, because I think they would have a blast. I mean, he would. Um, But that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Is like the first time that we get to do a role playing game, and he gets to be like part of making the story, because his imagination is twenty times better than mine. And I just want to see where it goes. Like when when you put some. A little bit of rails on it and say, okay, here's the, here's the world. Here's what you can do. Tell me what you do. And and then he just runs with it. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really, really looking forward to that. Um, Kids, kids change a man. It's all about the kids at some point. All right, Kitty, you have more games on your list.
1: I do. Um, So for another old game that has just been sitting around, uh, I've had time stories on my shelf I think since you moved, Chris. I don't remember if you were you going the entire, to get rid of it.
2: You have the whole collection, I've got right? all of it. Yeah.
1: I have... Well, because it doesn't have like seasons. I have the first season or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. I actually don't know season two. So season two launched and then there was an expansion that came out for it at the same time. And I, I don't know that it actually continued. Um, now you're making but me... But I have the
1: first season. Yeah. I know. You Google things while I talk about <laughs> this. I... Really enjoyed this game. And once again, it comes down to like, I really liked it and you were going to get rid of it. So I took it and then no one else wants to play it with me. <laughs> so it just sits on my shelf and I look at it every once in a while. And I'm like, man, that looks like a really fun one. But it takes so long to play because you're playing through these loops. So this is a game, if you're new to us, we talked about this, oh, gosh, forever ago. Um, but this game... There's, like, the base game is, like, a normal-sized box, and then it comes with expansions that are, like, smaller. And they're each kind of, like, a deck of, like, tarot-sized cards. Um, and the way it goes is you are time travelers, and you start at the beginning of the story, and you explore through these locations and events in this deck of cards. And then you're going to run out of time at some point. And then you have to start the loop again. But you know, you have all the information, so you can like make better choices to get further faster. You know what's a dead end. You know what's not going to give you the information, or you already have the information. We don't need to go over here and talk to this guy this time. We can just skip right ahead. So usually you end up playing like two or three loops of the same story. And usually by the third loop, you're (laughs) at least a lot of the people I was playing with were kind of like, let's just get through this let's just let's just get to the end we're over this like you but you don't want to stop after two loops because the third loop is usually so much shorter than the first and second loop you've got most of the information you just have to get to the end um and if you fail on that third loop nobody is going to play with you again no one's sitting there for the fourth loop
2: you may end up playing this solo honestly
1: i should i <laughs> should but you know, I've got so much free time around here. <laughs> yeah.
2: So season two, um, they released the t- first two, the Huddle uh, project and the Midsummer Night, um, probably two years ago. And it looks like there is another one that's being released. It says Q2 of 2023, which was last month. Um, but we'll we'll see if it if it continues not. So spoiler alert. Apparently, the ending of season one is a little lackluster, but it's not the ending that matters. It's that you enjoyed getting there. So, I highly recommend you play by yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so many of these games. If only I could.
2: I know. And, well, Also, it, if
1: only there were, like, digital versions. I feel like a lot of the, like, problems I have with these games is, like, the setup and the takedown, like you were saying. Like, you know, it's just... And I don't have my space set up here yet where I can, um, just like set up a game and walk away from it. Yeah. I will eventually have that, but like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a big game changer. Honestly,
2: because of the setup and takedown. Um, so there's, there's a couple other things I'm anticipating calling my collection. Um, uh, I've been actively over the past few months, kind of like making my top 100 and, really tried to push it into the top 50, but I think that 50 might be not enough. And I want to not own more than 100 games because I think 100 is fine. And it's just, how do I count that, right? Do I count all the trading card games as a game or is that kind of separate or whatever, you know? But I'm I'm really looking forward to having a smaller collection so that it is easier for me to A, pick a game because you have this kind of like, choice overload which isn't really a thing uh it's actually a super super interesting topic to like take a rabbit hole down like the the fallacy that if you give someone less choices then they will like if a store has less choices they will have more business than a store with more choices of the same thing that is completely in it's, it's not true um <laughs> there was a bad study that went viral as a lot of these things do, but um, that's not the point. The point is, there's still kind of a, just a sense of overwhelmed, right? There's just too many things. I don't know. I just want to back away from it, so I want to kind of par that down a little bit. Um, yeah, so I'm anticipating that, so I can actually play more of my tabletop games. But my list also consists of: I want to finish Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> I want to go back and play more Final Fantasy 14. I still, I'm i'm level 6,660 on Marvel Snap. And <laughs> so far, I'm still not bored with the wow. game, right? It's like, and why? Because they're so easy to just pull out and play. Like, playing a five-minute game of Marvel Snap, I can do that six times in a row, burn a half hour, and there's no cleanup, there's no setup. It's just right there. And this is why video games, by the way, get a lot more... Uh, a lot more money than board games do because there is they're just effortless for the most part Um, but I still love the tactile feel of things I'm also anticipating getting back into BGA a lot more because I've been over the past few months I have not actually been playing a ton of games um, for many different reasons but I just need to like take the plunge and I'm looking forward to the tournament that we're going to be having because that will help me kind of like okay now I have a game that's last more time John says he noticed I noticed too trust me it's like every time I see an invite on the discord I'm like I want to do that but and then I'm going to be obligated to take turns (laughs) and I know that that's not the case I know how it works like you don't have to take 20 turns a day Um, I don't know I just think that there's there's a lot going on that makes it harder to like commit to things Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to not committing to so many things huh this is introspective Bum, bum, bum.
0: So, Fletcher, anything <laughs> else from you? Uh, well, I don't have kids. Um, so, there's no games that I would play with kids, but I do have dogs. So, you looking forward to Frisbee? Yeah. Like Fetch and Tug, kind of like their favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> find It also works. Uh, they like Find It. Find yeah. It. There's, find It is a game where we hide usually some kind of smelly, smelly treat like cheese or something like that around the house, like in different areas. And then you say, find it. And then they use their nose and they sniff all around to try to find where the treat is hidden. Sometimes it's like in a shoe or like in the corner of a room or like sitting on top of a chair or like behind something, not something like super difficult, but then you let them loose in the room and then they're they're like, you know, a drug sniffing dog. They're just like, that's actually kind of funny.
1: Do you ever uh, play hide and seek with them? No. We've used to do that with our dog before we had children. Wait, now he doesn't. How is that different much. than yeah, like, find it? Because that would be a person that would hide. So like I would go hide in the house somewhere while Spencer held the dog and then he'd say, go find Kitty and the dog could go and he loved it.
0: Our house is not that um, big.
1: And you can still tell him. <laughs> I mean, like, we played this in the apartment Uh. on Kimball, and, like, yeah, (laughs) so, you know, there were, like, only, like, four or five places I could, like, (laughs) adequately hide. We'd only do it, like, once or twice in a row, and then everyone would get (laughs) bored, but, like, you know, I'd go stand in the shower, and it would take him a little while to find me or something, you know, go hide, you know in the crack between the bed and the wall
2: (laughs) I just imagine you hiding in the shower waiting for the dog to find you and then you're like I just need to clean this window
1: here (laughs) I am a Bluey episode so yeah
2: I'm anticipating watching the rest of season three of Bluey Disney recently released 10 episodes but it's not still not everything it's
1: not enough
2: (laughs) they're great episodes but it's not everything um yeah yeah. I, I anticipate you know something I will say I am not one to get excited about things um it is one of Sydney's biggest – I wouldn't say complaints, but she notices it more because she, she gets ecstatic about things. Like, she gets super excited about stuff. And I'm just like, okay, all right, yeah. no, oh, yeah, no, we're going to Gen Con next week. That's fine. <laughs> and I just don't really – like, I don't know – I wasn't always like this, but I just got to a point where it's like, you know, there's no sense in getting excited about something that hasn't happened yet because then it can only – like, it, it – the cynical way of saying it is it, because then you can only get disappointed by what's happening, but that's not really what's happening. It's just that the anticipation to something isn't is exciting in and as, in as of itself. Like when I'm buying a new game on Kickstarter, I like that feeling of oh, I'm going to get this and it's going to be awesome and imagining what it's going to be. But as soon as the campaign's over, I completely put it out of my mind. I don't think about it. Um, the the last game that I actually anticipated of like super highly was Car Wars. And like I was like watching the ships and like I was I couldn't wait for that game to arrive. It's still a great game. Um so I have issues with Steve Jackson games. But <laughs> I, in general, like for conventions and stuff, my the problem I have is I have the there's that dread anticipation um combo where I'm like, okay. We're going to Gen Con. I want to be excited about it, but also I know that there's a lot of logistics around it. Okay, who's taking care of the kids? When are we going to hand them off? You know, you know what's Where are we staying? How are we going to get there and back? Like all of these things are going through my brain, and it stops me from being able to be excited about something and tell I'm actually there. And then it's like, okay, now this is cool. So, but Gen Con's coming up in two weeks, and I am looking forward to it i am looking forward to actually going to a convention uh the kids are dealt with um you know we have cages in the basement that they can stay in there's a little (laughs) button they can press and they get their food pigeons yeah i 3d printed it come
1: from the uh, the soft mother or the wire monkey mother
2: um when they uh, get fed there's an electrical shock when they hit the wrong button so maybe it's that one I'm just saying, I and mean, you got to train them while they're down there. <laughs> no, my nieces are coming up. I going to hang out with them, um, but uh, and they and they love them. So, but um, so all of that's going to be good. We're going to have fun, and I have I've signed up for games, which I don't normally do. I'm not actually. I'm going to certainly go through the dealer's hall, but I'm not anticipating anything in the hall because again, I haven't really done any real research. Um, I'm going to look for like if there's any promos for games that I like. Um, if there's a movie United promo or something.
1: So excited to see how much you accidentally buy just by walking into the dealer's hall once.
2: I am very interested. I bet it's to see. a lot. So
1: I bet it's a lot. Old, old you're Chris was pay attention.
2: Old Chris was like that. New Chris, though, I think that I will. I will add to right. games I already own. I expect that to happen. Mm. But I'm
1: curious I, because I think part of the thing of like you just removed yourself from the space where you're seeing the games all the time. When's the last time you walked through a dealer's hall?
2: I know that's true. It's true. And I'm, I'm we haven't play a- put
1: new Chris to the test yet. I'm curious to see.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be playing a lot of BattleTech. So if that game grabs me in real life as I'm playing it with you know random people and playing a real game and stuff, if that grabs me, I could see myself leaving the. Uh, a uh, catalyst booth with a lot of more battle tech stuff. A lot of more. Um So I could see that happening. I mean, there was one convention I went to and I just bought everything Cthulhu role playing game, like six desk dice, dice sets and every book and every adventure. And then I ran a one shot for you guys. I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> so I know this about myself and I know that I probably shouldn't go all in on things because as soon as I play it, like that itch is scratched and I'm like, oh, okay, now we can go do something else. Um, but that's why I am anticipating playing more games more than once. I think that's my biggest thing. Yeah. I want to play more games more than once. Kitty's laughing at me. Actually, is that you're laughing because everyone's agreeing with you in the chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, fine. You know. That's fine.
1: That's that's okay. That's all fine. right. Okay. So have you covered all your games now?
2: Yeah, because you have one more i on feel that like you wanna like talk about. You have a couple more I you talk have
1: about. yeah, I have a few more. I really just two more that um, I'll cover. So the the last Kickstarter that I have here and have not opened yet is the Windward expansion and Big Box. And it's just like the, the work of trying to reconfigure my Windward into the Big Box and figure out an expansion um, has has intimidated me <laughs> and I don't want to. And it's funny because Player 3 has been very curious about this. I was sitting out Like in the open for a while, and he kept asking, like, "Tell me about the story of this game." And it's like I bought it mostly for Spencer because Spencer really liked Windward. It's something that like we actually play together. Um, And he's like, "So I keep saying, like, oh well, you know, we're gonna wait till Dad can play with us." And he's like, "When is Dad gonna play his whale game?" The whale (laughs) game about it. The whale game because it's space whales and it's very cool looking. It has very cool art. Very fun um but yeah it's it's big i think that's most of what is on my list is things that are like bigger than a deck of cards i'm just like ugh, <laughs> i have to clear off a table it's gonna take more than an hour ugh, ugh. The worst I'm tired
2: <laughs> i
1: i'm so tired organizing <laughs>
2: games is honestly it's a game in of itself and it's something that can be really fun especially once you start get started and you're like okay this is fun and then it can be exhausting like i the witcher um old world game i have yet to put it away because it's like the giant box and there's like 18 different expansions give or take um it's a great game i love playing it or um i mean i've only played it twice at this point but i really enjoy the game and but yeah putting it away and taking it out is stressful it's just yeah Right it's now work. I'm, I'm, it's work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm in the middle of designing an insert for my Arkham horror stuff. Um, so I'm like printing out prototype sizes and fitting things and stuff. And that's fun. Like I like making that, but once it's all done then I need to actually print them and then sort it. And once that's done, the game should be really easy to, to just pull out and play, but I have to do all of that. And I am looking forward to doing that. Like that is something that I am having fun with right now. Um, but eventually I want to play the game and The problem with having so much that you're doing and you're you're, like, once it's all sorted and put together and everything's perfect, then I'm like, well, now I don't want to mess it up. So now I can't play it. So I have that as a problem as well. All right. What's your last game?
1: Um, Added to the list while we were talking here today, because I forgot about this. uh, Delta Green. I prepped a whole operation in Delta Green that we never played because uh i had this one ready to go and i had like an easier one ready to go and because we ended up playing hybrid in person and online we thought it was easier to play the shorter quick to play like made to be your first operation one um and but i have this one and i'm so it's so cool and i read so much to prep this thing And I just, I don't know. I think I can make this work online, but I have to, like, put in a little bit of effort. But yeah, I'm I'm ready at some point soon to make you guys play this online.
2: uh, Delta Green Foundry.
1: There is a fan made.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's unofficial, but it does exist. Yeah. And yeah.
1: It has permission so it uses all the, like, rules. It's just not endorsed by right.
2: the it's not publisher. It's not officially supported by them, but they have permission to do it, which is honestly yeah. good enough. Usually the fan-made stuff is, you know, it's it's pretty darn good these days. Um, yeah. Because, you know, people are making it because they want to use it, and then they use it, and they find their own issues, and they are constantly updating it as long as they're playing it.
1: Yeah, it was updated four days ago. Not that I looked this up while we were sitting here talking, <laughs> but I... You know, Delta Green. I don't know how much you even need like a virtual tabletop for that. Like, you don't need like yeah. There's it, not it's a much lot of more like content. theater of the mind. There's not yeah. a lot of map combat. There's not a lot of like how far am I exactly from this? What is the radius of my spell? Like, it's not especially this scenario I prepped. It's not like that. But I do have documents that I would need to edit so you guys can't see all the stuff I can see on my documents. <laughs> yeah. But you would have to at least have some like visuals, so yeah.
2: Which you could do honestly um, with Google Docs and Google Slides, yeah, I've, for sure. I've done similar. Um, yeah, I would play that. I would play. I I liked that campaign mostly because it's fun <laughs> because to it watch you campaign, try to run. It was it. an
1: operation. It was two hours long. <laughs> well, I just
2: I just liked watching you. Um, not flounder because you didn't flounder. But just watching you run a game, because it's not something that you do. It was my first time. Yeah, it's not something you do. I was definitely still
1: finding my footing a little bit. But, uh, and there was also a lot of, like, you know, in this game, there's, like, it's a little bit fun sometimes to give you enough rope to hang (laughs) yourself with. Um, So that was fun. But um, Spencer stopped you from having fun all the gasoline on the floor and lighting it on fire
2: (laughs) for the record i was just doing what my character would do
1: that's what everyone made a terrible (laughs) choice in a role-playing game says (laughs) it wasn't
2: me it was my character that's just how that works um your
1: character's a jerk (laughs) yeah although
2: i do now know what the topic is the fourth topic is so Oh, good! Writing. (laughs) I can't wait this down.
1: If this inspired it, (laughs) (laughs) it did.
2: Um, Let's see here. Okay, all right, all right. I like that, Uh, Fletcher. Any final anticipations?
0: Um, I don't think so. I just don't know enough of what's out there to be. (laughs) I just don't know enough to be. I just don't know enough to be. Are you
2: ever going to go to a convention with us? Well,
0: I was going to, and then there was this little thing called you know COVID. That happened, and I shut up. Yeah, that's been down. over
2: for a little bit now. Yeah, but
0: the yeah. they didn't come back right away. This
2: is true. I mean, Gen Con's just around the corner. I'm pretty sure it's sold out at this point, but it's just around the corner. Maybe next year. Um, you should go to Gamehole Con with Kitty, even though I'll be in Mexico. What
0: are you going to do in Mexico? It's down the street. From what are you Kitty. doing there?
2: Um, City and I are doing an anniversary trip in Mexico. Oh, I see. So. And it happens to be the same week that Game Holcon is on, um, because it's a week earlier than it normally is. Normally it's over Halloween and this one's like the week before that. Uh, so I'm gonna miss it this year, which makes me sad. But but yeah, it's literally like an hour from Kitty at this point. So yep. kitty has no excuse not to show up for at least a couple hours. Except for, you know,
0: four kids. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you don't have any excuse. Kitty. Kitty, you have... have no excuses. Stop it. <laughs>
1: Four four month old twins? <laughs> no. That's not good enough.
0: <laughs> Which is actually
2: a good age for convention, because they're not moving around still. They'd sleep most of the time, and the white noise of like convention noise is fine. You would probably have a worse time with the five-year-old and the three-year-old. Like
1: I would just leave them home with yeah, Spencer. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly
2: what you do. That yeah, that's what That's what Spencer's for. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, you should look into it. Um, and honestly, I would say Game Hole Con, if you're into role playing, that is like the best convention to go to. Uh, it's just like everybody in the industry is there, even, I mean, whether you know them or not, but you also, there's just like nonstop, endless amounts of role playing that you can play. One of the best Cthulhu games gets run there every year, which is like a multi table, um, uh, Cthulhu mystery, figure out what's going on. It's it's really good, um, but you can really only. Spencer experience said it, at it a is con. like
1: one of the most fun things that he has ever done mm-hmm. at a convention.
2: Yeah, so Was it's like Cthulhu the Cthulhu game. Yep. So there's there's like certain con games that you can only do. Well, certain role playing game adventures and scenarios you can only do at a convention. D and D has a lot of, and I don't know if they are still doing it. I think so. Where they'll have multi table games running where you're all each group is going to do a different mission in the world and then depending on how well you do that changes the direction of the story for the next piece um so it's really kind of a it, it's just really kind of cool like what you can do in that convention setting so anyway i recommend you check it out it's the second to last weekend in october game Hole Con. and it's not that far away right
0: before my birthday from Katie. And
1: we have no affiliation with them. This was all just we like we like this con- convention. Yeah. We don't yep. get anything for saying nice things about them.
2: Nope. Not sponsored. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, they're just it's just like a cool convention to go to. So, on that note, I will be anticipating going to more conventions. Another convention that was brought to my attention that I may actually go to and Fletcher This might be the one you go to if you don't go to Con, or you go to both. That is Dice Tower West, which is in Vegas in March of next Mm, year. I could do that. So Vegas is an easy one. It is easy. You used to live in Vegas for a while, didn't you? So that is um, on my short list of things I'm probably going to try to get to. Because I have not done a Dice Tower West. I do like Vegas. And... I you know I've done Dice Tower East which is in Orlando and that was a ton of fun. So, oh and Steve mentions um Strong T- uh, yeah, Strong Tower is in September in Brookfield, Wisconsin. That's like a little little um convention that I think a couple years ago they kick started it for the first time, but now it's been an annual convention too. So, um, if you want if you're in the Wisconsin area and want to support them, go for that.
1: It's right by Milwaukee. Yeah. So last year was the first and then this Brookfield. will be the
2: second year. Uh so that's another one. Um and there's honestly there's conventions all over the place. We we being Sydney and I used to go to as many as possible. There was one well, at the height of the podcast, I think I was going to a convention every single month. And yep. then I had kids and those are slowed down. But now that kids are getting older, I'm and actually so what Sydney and I are do are kind of t- trading off and on. So she's going to a bunch of Keyforge stuff. So every other weekend I'm, you know, doing the single parenting thing. And so she's, I'm building up some cred where it's like, okay, now I'm going to go to Vegas for a weekend and leave you alone with the kids. Um, although for that, we might actually bring them with. I think Vegas can be fun for kids. Yep. If, as long as you stay off the street. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, Kitty, take us home.
1: Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. We have a Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be part of our live recordings. It's also where you'll find an endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, or you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out
0: Hosting more. fees and giveaways are, have been sponsored by our patrons. Has it always said that? Yes. <laughs> do you even recall
1: like you
2: retain nothing of what no i
0: don't i try not to <laughs> adam harrison miles clark sahara wentworth michael finley <laughs> listener doug the gift of games jason strong john lewis joe hoover Emil Jilljam, danita hersey jim conrad lightning steve gary bunker peter fleming andrew fayash john williams sir sally matthew droke timothy paul romer nicholas slots weatherman keith Leanne Verhul, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Genikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falk and Joe Romero, Old Sci-Fi, aka Tim, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Connor, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Kaufman, Jason Ronnie, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Chris DeKiel, Monica Wichman, and Michael 27.
2: Um, So just for your sanity, I did change it to past tense a few episodes ago. You haven't been reading it as past tense, but, um, and Christopher mentions that we only have, you only have three more chances to listen to us live on discord. It's actually four, um, but we're, we're down to the wire and come discord, hang out with us. Um, Really just join the discord. And thanks to everyone who's ever been a patron. You are literally the reason that we keep doing this. um, Even if counting is hard (laughs) until next week. Keep playing games and having fun. Uh, so Diablo, Fletcher. Yes. Are we going to uh, Should I can, just
1: hit stop now?
2: No, you're <laughs> gonna stay here because you're gonna have some kind of reaction. Um <laughs> I don't know. Are you drawn back to the game with this whole season one thing?
0: Um not because of season one, but just be literally because I'm playing an entirely new character, right? I'm, I'm an entirely right. new class. If it wasn't for that, because I find the new class interesting and literally I've only played two classes out of the five, um, season one is like not doing anything for me,
2: yeah. I'm, I was, I don't know who I was talking to earlier, but I'm like, the only time I like Diablo when I'm playing it, I have fun, but the only thing that like pulls me back into playing it is when you text me and say, want to play Diablo? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But I don't, otherwise I don't really think about it so much. Although I did go back and I leveled up a thief to level 15 because I'm just going to keep playing that character instead of the one I started with you because I like the rogue. (laughs) See, Kitty? That was super interesting, wasn't it?
1: I'm reading the website about Strong Tower games. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye.